Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Good afternoon, I'm Chris Simino, Patriots Insider for Scout.com, and also your host of Locked on Patriots, your source for everything Patriots. Today is Wednesday, December 7th, 2016. Today is Pearl Harbor Day, so we want to keep all them in our, keep all those people who protected our country in our, in our minds. Today is also Larry Bird's birthday, for you Boston Celtics fans out there. Um, I was also my favorite player too, so... Happy birthday to Larry Bird. And it's also Tape Review Wednesday. We mixed it up a little bit this week because, well, we weren't available yesterday, so we had to push it forward to today. So uh, today we're going to review the All-22 from Sunday. And um, with how, how well the Patriots played, this was actually a pretty enjoyable film to watch. Uh, we did go through our studs and duds on Monday. Uh, but with, There were some players that actually jumped out on film that I think deserve some recognition, so we're going to do that today also. Uh, before we get to all that, I just want all my listeners to know that I can be found on Twitter under the handle Chris underscore Simino. At C-H-R-I-S underscore S-I-M-O-N-E-A-U. And if you have any questions for the show, be it about the Patriots, myself, Patriots Insider, or if you are looking to advertise here on Locked On Patriots, you can email me directly at chrissimusc at yahoo.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-I-M-U-S-C at yahoo.com. If you are a member of Patriots Insider on scout.com, you can contact me directly on the site via message. Okay, let's get to work. Let's go through our Patriots news and notes first. Um, you know, one of the negative statistics so far of the 2016 season has been the plus-minus numbers, um, turnovers versus you know making turnovers happen versus on your own. Uh, the Patriots have done a pretty good job of protecting the ball. The problem is they haven't really made that many plays. Well, up until the last couple games, um, and the main cause of that issue um, was because they just weren't playing that well. They just weren't. They weren't forcing any turnovers at all. Well, after forcing four turnovers against the last two opponents, granted they're both tomato cans, but you know, you gotta kick those tomato cans and get the win. Patriots have suddenly jumped twenty-three spots. They went from thirty-first two weeks ago all the way up to eighth today, which makes more sense when you're a ten and two team. Uh, if this trend continues, which it might, because once a team starts making plays, it tends to snowball. It would be huge for not only this Patriots defense, but also for the offense too. You know, when you work with a shorter field, and it leads to scores. And the Patriots, they're good at getting out fast and forcing turnovers will allow that to happen. So, hopefully, that trend continues. Um, so, they're doing, they're, they're getting it going on on the turnover side of the ball, and they're actually starting to get after it as far as the sacks. And I think those two kind of coincide a little bit. Um, in other news. Mike Reese of ESPN.com, he's terrific. He did an excellent job breaking down the Patriots' pass rush. Uh, it appeared to be in all-out attack mode. But the reality of the situation, and I picked up on this when I was watching film, I thought it was a great game uh, game plan. Um, they were only rushing four most of the time. In fact, the Patriots only blitzed the Rams four times throughout the game. But because they have so much versatility in their front seven, they can disguise who's dropping in the coverage and who is rushing. This threw off the overmatched Rams offensive line, which was missing one of their best starters, and their rookie quarterback was thrown into a tizzy. They just didn't know what hit them. Uh, the Patriots were very good at deploying this defense back in their Super Bowl winning year of 2014, 
and with the veterans and the talent mix that they have in their front seven this year. And I know they lost Jamie Collins, and I know they lost you know Chandler Jones, and I've actually been very, very uh, angry about that on this show. I've spoken of it. I don't agree with it. But they're filling in these holes here. You know, Van Noy had a good game this week. And, you know, Chris Long's been really good this year. Malcolm Brown's been playing really good. Alan Branch, don't have to worry about his suspension, so he's going to be in there. This front seven is starting to play very well, and I just think that as time these next four weeks go on, it's going to give them time to gel, and, you know, they get some good opponents, and I think that's a good thing for them. Like Baltimore this week, that's going to be a challenge, and I think that's going to be good for them overall. And, you know, if, if they continue to deploy this defense that they, they did use in 2014 and they can continue to execute it, that's going to have a go a long way towards them locking down home field in the playoffs. Uh, in other news, Tom Brady, he went on his weekly radio show, Westwood One, and he was asked by Jim Gray if he'd heard from Roger Goodell uh, regarding his uh, record-breaking wing on Sunday, number 201. Uh, Brady said that Goodell has not reached out to him, and he wouldn't expect him to considering he is a busy man. He also, um, Jim Gray also asked if he'd heard from either Obama or Trump. Both answers were no, because, you know, why are they going to call him? The president and the president-elect really shouldn't call because they have more important matters to worry about. You know, Trump's going to get on Twitter, and Obama's going to get his, you know, he's going to get his, his house boxed up and get that place cleaned out pretty soon. So they got some stuff going on. The last thing they're going to do is worry about Tom Brady's 201st victory. But, you know, the president and the president-elect are busy. But Goodell can't pick up a phone to recognize the best player in history breaking a huge record? I'm sorry, but I'm just going to put this out there. I think that Goodell is a horrible commissioner, as we all know. And his pettiness in this Brady situation has led him to say and do things that a person in power should never do. You know, Nothing would make Patriots fans happier than to watch that poor excuse for a commissioner hand Brady his fifth Lombardi trophy in February. That would just be the icing on the cake. You know, you're seeing guys, a lot of people think there's a, the uh, deflate gate jinx. You're seeing, um, you know, the, the guy there, I can't even remember his name off the top of my head, the linebacker who made the interception who said the ball was flat, but it really wasn't. He got a PED suspension today. So everybody, it seems, that was involved with this thing has, has had to go through some tough times after they went out and um, framed Brady. So, you know, it's, it's kind of fitting. You know, you get what you deserve. But all I have to say is this. Pick up the phone, Roger. Show some professionalism and respect for the people that have made you a very, very rich man. Your pettiness is pathetic. Grow up. You're a commissioner of one of the biggest businesses in the world, if not the biggest in the country. Get it together. On the injury front, uh, we did receive some bad news regarding Danny Amendola. Uh, Amendola is going to miss the remainder of the 2016 regular season. Okay, That's 2016 regular season. He has a high ankle sprain, and those things can be tough. Uh, Amendola was forced to replace Cyrus Jones on punt Sunday, mainly because Cyrus Jones can't hold on to a football. And unfortunately, Amendola got rolled up on, and now he's among the walking wounded. You know, a full month seems like enough time to recover, but a high ankle sprain, they can be tricky. So if the Patriots can earn themselves a bye, pick up that extra week of rest, that would be big. That would give him roughly 42 days of rest from the time of the injury all the way until January 15th, 16th, right around when the Patriots be playing in the divisional round, assuming they get the bye. That's a full six weeks, and I think that'll be enough to get him up to speed because the bottom line is Cyrus Jones cannot be back on punt return in the playoffs. And they're going to need Amendola, too, for depth. What if something happens to a wide receiver? What if Malcolm Mitchell, Julian Edelman, what if somebody else goes down? 
they're going to need Amendola back. So hopefully the 42 days he gets, like I said, full six weeks will be enough to get that high ankle sprain taken care of. I'm sure that they're going to be you know, doing everything they can every day to get him up to speed. They absolutely shouldn't try to bring him back early and try to get him be- uh, playing time in Week 17 or anything like that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just let him practice. He'll be fine. He's a veteran. You see that a lot with these guys, and Belichick has, a, a, for some reason, he thinks it's going to help him out. It's not, because he's going to have two weeks off in between that, too. The only thing you're risking, and the only thing that could possibly happen is he gets hurt again, so don't do that. Um, so, I got a last few notes, a uh, few more notes on Tom Brady. Uh, Peyton Manning and Brett Favre showed some class, because they're classy guys, somewhat, and they reached out to Brady to congratulate him, um, which, again, it doesn't surprise me that both Pretty high-character guys, minus the mooning and the cell phone pick sent to Jen Sturger, but we won't get into that. Um, Brady also discussed um, the biggest win of the 201, and while most expected to hear Super Bowl 36, I thought that's what he was going to say, he actually said Super Bowl 49 against Seattle was his favorite win out of the 201. You know, for Brady, it was so big to get that fourth title after the disappointing losses in 07 and 11, and also, you can't not be impressed by the fact that he won Super Bowls in 01, 03, 04, and then 2014. That's a huge gap, and he was the reason why they won the game in 2014. So it's just, I think that's a big reason why, because he had so much to do with it, and to be able to pull that off at, you know, at the age of 37 was, was impressive, and you know, he might be able to pull it off again this year. Let's take a minute to tell you about one of our sponsors. So Patriots Insider on Scout.com provides daily news, Video from NFL.com, Fantasy Football, which is awesome. They give you the best breakdowns. They have their own section on the site. It's incredible. And you can also get money back if you sign up for the website. When you sign up for Patriots Insider on Scout.com, you're going to get 10% off tickets to all NFL, NBA, MLB, or NHL games. You also get discounted concert tickets, deeply discounted, discounted movie tickets, and you also can get Really, really great deals on tickets to amusement parks like Six Flags. In fact, Six Flags, you get up to 45% off the price. And those are about $60 per ticket. So the amount of money that you're going to save will allow you to pay for parking. You have a family of four, family of five. That's an expensive day. If you can save 45% off the tickets, you're going to look like a hero. You'll also receive 10% off purchases from Fanatics.com, which is a great tool to use now. You know, we're in the holidays. Christmas is coming. You know, people out there celebrating Christmas and Hanukkah and all these other uh, holidays where we exchange gifts. Well, go sign up for Scout.com, go to Fanatics, get the 10% off, and go get your friend that Patriot sweatshirt that he's been asking for for the last two years. It's a great tool to save money during the holidays. And lastly, there's still more. New members also receive a free one-year subscription to Sports Illustrated. That's pretty cool, too. So you get all this for $5 per month. Or... $50 $50 for the year. Additional savings, another $10 you'd save. So again, signing up for Patriots Insider gets you 10% off any tickets to MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL games, discounts on concert tickets, movie tickets, amusement park tickets, 10% off purchases from Fanatics.com, and you also get Sports Illustrated free for one year. And this is $5 per month and $50 for a year. In order to sign up for this, you need to go to nwe.scout.com. Again, that's nwe.scout.com to register today. This is an unbelievable deal. Go take advantage of it now because it you can't beat it. $5 a month. And the thing is, if you got to buy anybody in your family, 
you know, a sweatshirt, anybody's looking for like a Patriots t-shirt or a Celtics shirt or something like that, you're getting 10% off from Fanatics. Go take advantage of it. You might make back the money that you spent on Scout just off that first purchase that you make from Fanatics or if you go buy tickets for something, it's just a great deal. So we talk every week about the All-22 review because to me, I coach and I scout I believe that it's important to be able to watch the All-22. You do pick up a lot during the regular games, and you can see it on TV. And I pick up a ton of stuff from just watching. But the All-22 allows me to see the things that I couldn't see because the camera wasn't focused on it at the time. Um, so we go quarter to quarter here. We've been doing this all season, almost since I took over the show. Um, so one thing we did discuss previewing this game was the Patriots' ability to run and the Rams' issues with slowing down the run. Um, and it was clear from the first drive that we were on to something. And then when LeGarrette Blount went 43 yards off tackle for the game's opening touchdown on 4th and 1, we knew we were right. So we're going to pat ourselves on the back because we, we called that one. Uh, what stood out the most on the first drive was the excellent blocking. And it wasn't just one guy. It was from tackle to tackle. You know, Nate Solder, he is excellent in the run. You know, he did he it was one play, and I, I must have rewound it and just kept going back and forth because I loved watching it. He sealed off the D-tackle, allowing Joe Tooney to get there, and it looked like a double team, but it wasn't because that's what they were doing, the sealing it, waiting for Tooney to get there. And once Tooney had him under control, then Solder got off the block, got to the next level to take out the linebacker, and it gave Blount room for about four more yards to finish off the run. That's good stuff. And during this process, because this was a power play, you had Shaq Mason pulling from the right side, and he just came in and crushed the defensive end on the play, too. So that type of run blocking, and when you get that type of attitude, defenses don't want to deal with that. They don't. Defensive linemen mostly want to pass rush and do all that type of stuff. The last thing they want to do is defend a team that's going to run the ball at them 50% of the time and do it in a nasty way. And that's what the Patriots did during this first quarter and during that first drive. They came out and punched the Rams in the face. That Rams defense is pretty good. You know, they have the best interior defensive lineman in the NFL on that team. And the Patriots didn't care. They ran right over them. You know, teams that can do this win Super Bowls. And with the loss of Gronk, the Patriots should be 100, 100% focused on running the ball. You know, again, the blocking is just too good not to take advantage of it. Uh, so the defense, they went down. Patriots go down the field. They get that first score. Great run. Great bounce by uh, Blanc getting outside, too. He, he great. He's so much quicker this year than he has been in the past. Um but I digress. So uh, the first play for the defense was actually great to watch. We got to see recently, quote-unquote, freed defensive tackle Allen Branch toss aside his blocker like he was a like he was a dummy, and he drilled Gurley for a one-yard loss. He just crushed him. It was a great play. And that really set the tone for the first series, and I think it was a preview of what this game was about to be. The Rams having trouble running, dropping passes like Kenny Britt did on, second, on the second down slant, and then Jared Goff being rushed on third down, missing the throw, which in turn forced a punt. You know they get a great punter that you know Hacker does a great job. You may be having one of the best punting years of all time, but that means that your team stinks. So I hate to say it, but it's the truth. It's just it's just the truth. Um, so Patriots second series when they get the ball back, it, it died before it even began. Uh, Joe Tooney got called for a holding on a 12-yard catch by Edelman. Uh, got called for a holding. Um, then Edelman did pick up a first down, but. It didn't matter. The Patriots were forced to punt because they couldn't get um, the 20 yards on three downs after they got the initial. So, you know, it happens. It's, it's sometimes can be tough to uh, to get that first down after you get called for a holding, and that's exactly what happened. 
So the Patriots defense came back out on the field. Patriots defense, they were pretty strong on the following series again. They forced another three and out, and they got the ball back to the offense, but it was an adventure doing it. Uh, Cyrus Jones, he needs to get his, his crap together because if he wants to stick with this team, you know, he's he's got to show up next training camp with, with huge improvements or he's going to be cut. You know, New England really doesn't care where you're drafted. All they care about is production, and Jones has shown no production at all. At all. And they need him to step up big time. I'm actually quite disappointed. I thought he was going to be a pretty good player, and I'm just not seeing what I expected to see. Um, so the offense, they came out. Uh, they picked up two initial first downs after they, you know, after that punt. Um, it looked like they were on their way to another touchdown, but all of a sudden they just stalled out. You know, and after the two first downs, you know, just bad blocking, just a, just a combination of things. Um, you know, guys weren't getting guys didn't get open. It happens. That's one thing about this offense this year that. They're not quite as good as some of their predecessors uh, offensively, and I think part of that reason you see is when they, they do get bogged down a little bit, but they still score a ton of points, so it's not like they're they're bad. They're very good. They're just not quite great yet, but that may change. Um, so Ryan Allen did a pretty good job at the punt. He did a good job pinning them back all day, so that was good to see. Uh, Allen's one of the best punters in the league. He's, he's had some tough days occasionally, but he's, he's really good. Uh, so Los Angeles got the ball back, finally picked up a first down, um, but that positivity was about to end quickly. Uh, the second quarter opens up, Rams open up in the second quarter, they're facing the third and seven, and instead of picking up a first down, Malcolm Butler makes a strong play on the ball, comes up with the interception, and then sets the Patriots up at the Rams' 25-yard line. You know, I, I would love to provide analysis on that pick, but of course I had problem with the coach's film, and I cannot see that play again, so I'd have to go back and just watch it on regular TV he broke on the ball, he made a nice play, but I, I would like to see when he saw it, and unfortunately I cannot because it's not on there, which is weird. So, sorry, that's annoying. Uh, Tom Brady in the offense, they didn't waste any time once they got that ball back after the turnover. Deion Lewis picked up five yards on a catch. Following play, he ran five more to get the Patriots down to the Rams 15. The blocking was awesome again. You know, just tremendous on the first two plays. That's a good sign for the rest of 2016. These guys, they come to run, and, and they love run blocking. And it's good to see. And then it ends up filtering to the passing game, too, because, you know, the other team, they're expecting the Patriots to run a little bit more. That gives you that extra second when you pass blocking, and it just makes you – it gets you into a rhythm. And I think that's what their offensive line is starting to get into. Um, you know, to see it, Brady decided on first down – that he was, it's time to take a shot right away, you know, 15 yards out, and he hit Chris Hogan for a touchdown on a back shoulder catch at the pylon. It it wasn't just a great catch; it was a great throw as well because the play is designed for a back shoulder catch. So that was a that was a good job on on Brady's part and Hogan's part. And it's nice to see Hogan back out there. He's been suffering from some back ailments, and uh, you know it's good to have him because they really need him. He's been good for the Patriots this year. So they're spotted a 14-0 lead, and then the defense started to get more aggressive. And, and like we stated earlier, it was appearing that they were getting more aggressive. It wasn't necessarily that they were more aggressive. They just made it look like they were. Uh, Malcolm Brown made a really nice play. He knifed through the gap and stuffed Gurley for just a two-yard gain. And then the following play was a really well-timed corner blitz by Logan Ryan. He did a good job coming up, and they didn't see him coming at all. And that, that sack yielded the Patriots a 12-yard loss. Uh, and then the Patriots, you know, they gave the Rams 10 yards you know, on the little rinky-dink throw over the middle. Um, they knew they weren't going to give up the first down. You know, they forced the punt. And like I've said many times, you know, 
The Rams offense stinks. I said that all last week. I was not very shy about it. They do. They stink. But stinky offenses have been moving at will versus the Patriots because the Jets offense stinks too, and the 49ers offense stinks too, and they went right down the field on New England. So seeing how they played in the first half defensively, I thought was encouraging, and I think it showed signs of growth. And so I was happy to see that. Um, New England did start moving the ball again when they got it back. Uh, picked up first down, two first downs again, like the, the drive, um, you know, a couple drives before that. But again, drive stalled. Ryan Allen had to come in and punt. But this time he pinned the, the Rams back at the nine. So that's big. You know, like we've discussed, the excellent coverage teams of the Patriots, and when they pin teams back and force them to drive farther, farther than they can, that's why there's high yardage and low points. It, it's the special teams. Um, Bill Belichick gambles that this team is not going to drive 90 yards and go score. They're going to make a mistake at some point. We'll get them. We'll get them off the field. Yeah, we may give up some yards, but don't get beat over the top. That's his GTFB is what he calls it. I I can't say the words out because that's not uh, that's not friendly for the kids to hear. But you can do the math. It's get the f back, and he says it all the time, and that's one of their mantras. In fact, I use it too with my kids because uh, they need to know that. But that makes sense because Belichick looks at it and says, I know my special teams is going to pin them back. I know we're tough in the red zone because of our creativity and also because it's tougher in the red zone because it's smaller, so there's less space, and there's less space to work with. It makes it harder to score. So that's the reason why, and a big part of it is when Ryan Allen is kicking punts down to the nine-yard line, it allows the Patriots to to do what they do. So L.A. gets the ball, and they continue to look horrible, uh, which is partly due to their ineptness, and it also is partly due to the execution by the Patriots. Patriots' defensive line is just killing the Rams' offensive line. It, was, it wasn't even close. Uh, New England ended up getting the ball back at the 539 mark of the second quarter, and they started mounting that slow-moving drive, um, and ended up taking them all the way to the end of the quarter. Uh, Brady gave him... Every receiver a chance to make a play on that drive. He hit Edelman, Amendola, Mitchell, and he hit Bennett too. Uh, but the drive did stall out, and Guskowski came in and kicked a 28-yard field goal, uh, which was good because you know Guskowski had a lot of opportunities, and he executed, which was great to see. Uh, here's a little side note that I think you guys might like. The Patriots allowed just 25 yards in the first half. That is a new franchise record for fewest yards allowed in a half. So, you know, we talk about the bend but don't break and this and that. There was no bend but don't break or anything to that. It, the Patriots flat out kicked this team's butt on Sunday defensively, and they just came out there and took care of business, so that was good to see. Um, so the second half, the Rams opened up at the ball, and it was just more of the same. They come out, first play, false start on Kenny Britt. You're a wide receiver, man. You're a wide receiver. What are you doing jumping off sides? If you're a wide receiver and you forget the snap count, you forget the cadence, all you got to do is look at the ball. Like, come on, man. Come on. That's terrible. So Kenny Britt picks up a, a false start on first down. Second down is an incomplete pass to Kenny Britt. Third down, another incomplete pass. It, it was just ugly. And Jabal Shia got his hand on that. But still, you know, Todd Gurley got called for a chop block. He went and chopped uh, Mr. Hightower. If any of you guys have access to the NFL.com game film, you want to go to the third quarter, right around the 14, where is it here, the 14-48 mark, watch the next play and watch what Dante Hightower does to the guy who comes and blocks him. I believe it's the fullback. He absolutely, positively pulverizes the guy. 
You don't try to take out a guy's knees, especially when you try to take out the hard, maybe the hardest hitter in the league's knees. That's dumb. And Hightower made that guy pay. It looked like he was in a car accident. What a hit. Hightower was so much fun to watch. And, and on that play after the chop block, yeah, I wouldn't recommend anybody to ever try to chop block him again. Uh, so again, the Rams were forced to punt. Man, theme of the day. Hecker came in, punted it 55 yards down to the New England 16. That guy, he really is a stud punter. i got to give him credit. He's good. Uh, so Brady came in, hits James White for, uh, for nine yards. Everything's looking good. And no, illegal shift. So I don't know. I watched that again. And I didn't see the illegal shift. I thought that they were set. I just I think they made a mistake on that. Uh, so the next play, you know, the Patriots are backed up five. Brady hits Amendola for five. Then you get the incomplete pass to Edelman, and then once again the Patriots are forced to punt. So they weren't exactly lighting the world on fire either. And, you know, it's not having Gronk hurts, but I think the Martellus-Bennett injury is actually it's pretty real. I mean, his ankle's pretty messed up, and now apparently he's dealing with a shoulder on top of that. So they didn't really have a tight end this week, and that definitely showed when these drives stalled out as fast as they did because when you can't take advantage of the middle of the field on third down or second and short and things like that, it's hard to extend the drive. So, you know, I think the loss of Gronkowski was definitely felt, but I think it was more the loss of Gronkowski and Bennett because Bennett just wasn't himself on Sunday. Um, so the Rams get the ball back again. Um, Todd Gurley with his best run of the day on first down, went nine yards, and then he picked up the first down on the next play. Um, and then Jeff, and then Goff goes and gets sacked for a negative seven yards by Ninkovich on the next play. And again, you know, it's, it is what it is. The Rams just keep shooting themselves in the foot. Next play, Rams make a nice play. They, they 17 yards down to the 33 is a great catch, you know, by uh, Brian Quick on the sidelines, and it had to be reviewed, but he was definitely in bounds. I could tell right away I, I had a feeling that was going to come back. Um, and then Todd Gurley takes a direct snap. That was actually not a bad play, good good play design. Kyle Van Noy came up made a nice play. I was I was impressed by that. Van Noy has been jumping, jumping out on the film uh, watching it today. He did a good job. Then uh, the Rams get called for holding, of course. Next play, they pick up 10 yards. They're moving it. You think they're going to get on score, and then they get called for holding. And then, you know, they hit that Cooper on a short pass for eight yards. You know, it, it's just this team, this Rams offense, every time they move forward 10, they move back 15. And that's just how they are, and it's unfortunate for them. And I know they have a rookie quarterback, and that's part of the deal. But, you know, you got a veteran head coach that should be able to game plan better for a rookie quarterback. You know, we watched it, and Belichick game planned with with Jacoby Brissett against Houston when Houston was still feeling like they're one of the best teams in the NFL, and they kicked their butt. You know, I still think that the Patriots would have beat Buffalo back when Brissett started. Brissett didn't have a torn ligament in his thumb. He wasn't right. That's why they weren't really throwing the ball. So game plans can make a younger quarterback better, and unfortunately, Mr. Vanilla Jeff Fisher doesn't have any game plans for Goff that help him out, and that's one of the reasons why they struggled this week. Uh, Zerline came in, though. They did drive far enough down the field. They were down at the New England 26. So Zerline came in, kicked a 26-yard field goal. So at least they finally got on the board at that point, um, and then he boomed one down to um, James White, took it back to the 21, and the Patriots offense get back on the field again. Um, they did a pretty good job this time. They moved the ball down the field. Um, Edelman picked up 15 yards. It was a really nice catch. And then um, Brady hit Hogan for a yard. And then LeGarrette Blount had a nice little run. And then Gaskowski came in and drilled a 48-yard field goal, which was, again, 
seeing him hit those, that's great to see because if they're not hitting those field goals, they're going to have a lot of trouble. So Patriots kick off. Rams offense comes back onto the field. Goff throws a nice little short pass over the middle for Tyler Higby, and it's intercepted by, well, who else? Kyle Van Noy. There he is again. So Van Noy, I have to say, he's being added to the stud list for the week. i, I got to put him on there. He was just too good. They didn't have a very good return on the play, but it was an awesome, awesome interception. Um, so the Patriots didn't really do a ton with the drive. Um, Brady ended up hitting Malcolm Mitchell for 11 yards to get it down to the 29 of Los Angeles, and then uh, they ended up stalling out at the 27. So Koskowski came in again, drilled another 45-yard field goal. So, they, you know, at this point, he, he's starting to get really comfortable, which is good to see. You know, Patriots are up, you know, 20-3 to at this point, and it's starting to look like the route. Um, so it, it was just overall, it was pretty much this game went pretty much the Patriots would get it. They go on some good drives. They'd stall out. Give it back to the Rams. The Rams would do nothing with it. Then the Patriots would go down and kick a field goal. Then the Patriots would give it back to the Rams. The Rams would stall out. The Patriots would get it back. They'd stall out. Give it back to the Rams. They'd stop them. Get it back. Go down and kick a field goal. I know that sounds repeating, but that's essentially what this game was, especially the second half. After those touchdown drives, and one of them wasn't really a drive because they got the ball at the 25 after the interception, they didn't do a very good job of moving the ball, and they didn't do a very good job in the red zone. So there was a lot to work on from this game. I, I wasn't overly impressed. I know they won 26-10, to 10, but I wasn't overly impressed with the offense. I was happy with the run game. I thought Brady did a pretty good job at times, but I still think that they left some plays on that field that they need to clean up because they're going to need to hit those plays this week against the Baltimores, and they're going to need those. They're going to need that with the playoffs right around the corner. Um, so, you know, the fourth quarter was, it's really not even worth getting too far into because it was just ugly. Um, but there was one thing that really did jump out at me that I was annoyed about, and that was when the Patriots were up 27 to th- uh, 26-3, and they give up a huge play for 66 yards to Kenny Britt. And that's just a, a mental focus. That's what that is. That's a loss of mental focus. And that was on um, Jerron Harmon. That's his man. Come on. Come on, Harmon, you, you can't give that up. You've worked all game long to not let these guys in the end zone. And I know, I know how important that is to these players. I know how important that is to that coach. When you reach that point of the game, you do not want to give up a touchdown. If you haven't given up a point, you don't want to give up a point. And if you haven't given up a touchdown, you especially don't want to give up a touchdown. And they did. They gave up a touchdown. And I, I, I get it. It was in garbage time. It meant nothing. It made it 26-10. to 10. Didn't mean anything. Tom Brady came in, kneeled it, and that was the end of it after the onside kick. But just the fact that they gave up a 66-yard play when you knew that they didn't want to give it up and there was still a breakdown in coverage, that bothers me. And I don't see any reason why I should have to apologize for being bothered by that because I am extremely annoyed by that play. Make the stop. Play the whole entire game. If you've held the team to three, keep them at three. Don't give them anything. Don't give them anything at all. But they did. So, all in all, good job by the Patriots. Again, like I said, great job by the running game. I thought the offensive line really jumped out on film. I thought the defensive line did a good job from what I saw on film. Kyle Van Noy jumped off, jumped, he jumped off the screen. He was he played really well, and I have a feeling he's going to be one of those steals that the Patriots end up with. Um, I thought that Chris Long played pretty well. I thought Malcolm Brown played pretty, pretty, uh, played pretty well. 
So it was an all-in-all team effort. It was good to see. Um, but again, there are some things to clean up, and I do believe that they will clean that up. So uh, thanks for listening to the All-22. I know this gets a little bit winded, long-winded sometimes, but hey, I'm giving you guys a lot of information about what went down in that game, information that you can take to the next game and see, all right, did they fix this? Have they fixed that? Oh, I see what Chris is talking about as far as the special teams coverage, things that you're not going to hear on you know, ESPN game day, things like that, where it's just the cookie cutter stuff where we're going to give you actual breakdowns. So thanks for listening again. My question for you fans, though, for you Patriots fans is, do you really love football? I think you do. Are you ready to get into the action? Well, there's a way to do it. Check out BetDSI.com. That's B-E-T-D-S-I.com. They've been in business for over 20 years. They're a top-rated business. They're safe. I, I know because I've played there. It's It's awesome. BetDSI has great offers on football, basketball, baseball, whatever you want to do. Um, what you would do is sign up today, and you get $10 free to try out this service. Uh, BetDSI is also offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit. Get great custom service, fast and easy payment of winnings, which is what everybody wants to make sure of. That's the most important part. you got hundreds of football and basketball wages to choose from, also UFC. Unfortunately, you guys missed out on the election, but Super Bowl's coming. Prop bets, that's always fun. It's going to be the first commercial. Who's going to have the first fumble? All that type of stuff. Who's going to win the coin flip? You can bet all of that stuff on BetDSI. You know, you get BetDSI has live in-game wagering even. You do that on football, basketball, and in other major sporting events. You can play virtually everything at BetDSI. So what you want to do is go to BetDSI.com now. Again, that's Bet, B-E-T-D-S-I.com. Go there now. Use my promotion code PATRIOTS10. That's P-A-T-R-I-O-T-S-10 to get your free wager and start winning some money today. Again, I want to thank you all for joining us on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Patriots. And be sure to go to iTunes and subscribe to our show today. Like right now. Go do it. Right when you're done listening to this, go subscribe on iTunes because we want you to. And tell your friends about us too. Now here at Locked On Patriots, we're all about getting Patriots fans the most info you need to be the most in-the-know Patriots fans. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. We're going to start breaking down the Baltimore Ravens. This is a big one. We're going to break down the Baltimore Ravens offense versus the Patriots defense. And we'll also go over any news and notes, talk about injuries, talk about things that are important leading into this game, which is now the biggest game of the season. Every game from here on out is a huge game because if you're trying to get home field, this is when you get it get this is when you gotta get it done. So make sure you tune in tomorrow and you'll find out how we feel about how this game is gonna go down with the Patriots and the Ravens. Again, I'm Chris Simino, your host of Locked On Patriots, and I'm wishing you all a great night. Enjoy your night, Patriots fans. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.